episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on anger. How do we be angry and sin not? The focus scripture is from James 1.20, Ephesians 4.31, Proverbs 29.11, and John 2. This conversation was recorded in July of 2023. Our mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. To learn more about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation. As part of our conversation today, uh, I am I'm preparing a seminar that we're going to offer on August 19th from 10 to noon on a Saturday morning. And, and it's on, it, I, I'm going to do a, a seminar on anger. Uh, what are the causes of our anger and how do we manage it in healthy ways? And in some of my prep for that, I've been doing some, some Bible, just some Bible study on what the scripture says about anger. And there, so there are three verses of scripture that I want to highlight with us today. Okay, and and I want to process them. So as we do everything, I want to process them through the lens of faith walking. So in James chapter one verses nineteen and twenty, uh, there there is the phrase, "Be slow to anger, be quick to hear, slow to anger." And so, how in the world do you do that? How, how do you get slow to become anger? And thank goodness for faith walking. I think, think faith walking offers the answer. I think the only way that we can be slow to anger is to grow in our awareness of what our triggers are, of what our vows are, and what our shame is. Because what I believe most is that most of our anger is the result of one of those things, ultimately. So it's often said that, that a, a, a large portion of anger is the result of unmet expectations. And I think that's accurate. But notice our triggers are about our unmet expectations. Our triggers, our vows, our shame... Are, so let me let me phrase it this way. So I expect that you will treat me with respect so that I don't feel any shame and I don't get embarrassed. But then one day you say something and my shame gets triggered and I get embarrassed and I get angry at you because I'm embarrassed. Well, that's an unmet expectation that you wouldn't embarrass me and you don't even know you've embarrassed me because you didn't embarrass me on purpose. You, you embarrassed me unintentionally by triggering my shame and my shame is what showed up and my shame is what made me angry. And if I'm unaware of that, I, I, I don't even know that that's what it's about. All I know is what, what you did embarrassed me and I'm angry about it. We also have an expectation that we're going to be safe, that nobody's going to say anything that makes me uncomfortable or do anything that, that is a threat to me. And our vows are about keeping us safe. And so when that expectation is unmet, 
we don't feel safe, and therefore we get angry. And so when when the scripture just says it so simply, it's it sounds like it's a willpower thing. Okay, willpower your way into being slow to being angry. And I don't think that's possible. I don't think we can willpower our way into it because we keep getting triggered by our vows and our shame, right? And so I believe that the more we can increase our awareness around the things that trigger us, the more we get healing around those things that trigger us, then the more we can live into this verse and and be obedient to scripture and be slow to anger. So the more I'm aware of my triggers, the slower I am to get angry. Does that make sense? Anybody have a question about any of that before I go on to the next verse? Uh, I think it also helps group. So when other people get triggered and they get angry, I can be slow to get angry in return if I'm aware of all this, because I'm, I'm aware, okay, I, something got triggered, and that's what set them off, and that's why they're angry, and I can be more understanding rather than just reacting in anger back to them because they reacted in anger to me. Do you get that? Do I need to say it again? So so for me, being slow to anger is is being being aware of my own triggers, but also being aware that the people I'm in relationship may get triggered by me unintentionally. So I don't intend to walk around triggering people, right? None of us do, but we do. So being slow to anger, I believe, is about is about understanding all that. And the, and the more we can increase our capacity to know what our triggers are, and to recognize why we're being triggered and to process that, the more slow to anger we can become. So let me just, let me pause there for a moment. And 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 so I, I said this to Angela the other day as we were processing a little bit about this seminar I'm preparing for. Uh, I thought about Jeopardy. Any of y'all Jeopardy watchers? Uh, you know, Alex Trebek is no longer with us, but uh, when Alex was there, uh, that ask a question and and tell the amount. And so I thought uh, things that make you mad for 500, Alex, things that make you mad for 500. So what are the things that make you mad? What are the things that set you off? Was that rhetorical? Yes and no. Go ahead, Laura. Feeling disrespected. Yeah, feeling disrespected, which is about what, Laura? What's that about? Um, a great question, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Here's yeah. what I suspect that it's about that I would encourage you to process. I suspect that it's about your shame. Because respect is about, yeah, I want you to treat me as worthy. I want you to treat me as if I'm enough. And so when I get triggered around being, and, and guess, and Laura, I can identify because I'm the same way. I don't want to be disrespected. But you know what, what triggers me more than being disrespected is, is being overpowered, dominated. Control. Holy cow. Don't, don't be trying. Don't you dare try to dominate me <laughs> because I'm going to get triggered. But I know that trigger. And and here and why do people try to dominate us? Fear. 
their own yeah. anxiety. Yeah, because their own anxiety. That's exactly right, Brenda, because they they need the environment to be perfect. And so they try to control us. So recognize we're reacting to their anxious reactivity to us. And it's just the cycle of reacting out of everybody's anxiety. I don't think most people, Laura, go around thinking, how can I disrespect Laura today? But they might. Okay. Uh, there might be people who just who who intentionally disrespect us, but if they intentionally disrespect us, what's at play in their life? Do you think? I I think if if a person intentionally disrespects me, his or her own shame voice is showing up. They're trying to prove, well, I'm better than, or I'm as good as, and so I'm going to disrespect you to make me feel better, and it's their shame at play. I think if we grow in our awareness of all that, and if we learn to, to keep growing in our own management of, okay, yeah, I, 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 you know, like, I mean, you were quick to say, when I get disrespected, I get angry. When I get controlled, I get angry. Okay, the more awareness I can have, and the more I can, I can kind of get at the, the root of that and say, okay, yeah, it goes back to the, the trauma of my first formation, the wounds from my father. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't. Okay, but can I manage my own anxiety? Then I have the possibility of being slow to anger. That making sense? Yes. Yeah. So then, let me go to another verse. I'm going to go over to Ephesians chapter four, verses twenty-six and twenty-seven where Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and says, be angry, but sin not, and don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So what does that look like? So for me, in, in most of my first formation, I interpreted that as it's not okay to get angry because when you get angry, you misbehave. And so just suck it up and stuff it down. And what that resulted in for me was passive aggressive behavior. So I would stuff it for as long as I could stuff it. And then it'd leak out or it wouldn't just leak out. It'd blow up and blow out. And so I, here, here's what I want to say. So I don't believe that's what, what that verse is about. I don't think that verse is about suck it up. Well, then if it's not about suck it up, what's it about? I was going to say, I believe it's it's about resolving the issue. Correct. Internalizing yeah. the resentment that you just, that keeps going. Yeah. So let me offer, we're going to, we're going to go, go at this in a couple of ways, but one way we're going to go at it is, so one of the other causes of, of, uh, so I think we sin when we get angry, when we react without thinking. In fact, Proverbs talks about that. There's a couple of verses in Proverbs. I think the one that most clearly says that is Proverbs 29, 11. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute and read that for you. Uh, it, it says, a, a fool does not think before he or she unleashes, unleashes his or her temper. But a wise person holds back and remains quiet. So the, the Proverbs author talks about wise and foolish, 
And as I thought about that, here, here's the way I think I would say it based on faith walking kinds of things. A wise person is emotionally mature and has the capacity not to just speak everything that pops into her or his mind. They're, they're not reactive. But the foolish person is emotionally immature and reacts without thinking. And therefore, it becomes sinful to go back to the Ephesians passage. Um, I, I think that's, that's really helpful. Now, now, even as I say that, understand it's not black or white. I'm, I'm not either emotionally mature or I'm emotionally immature. I'm somewhere in between, right? <laughs> so, so there is some emotional immaturity in me and there's some, uh, and there, and I'm growing into my capacity to be more emotionally mature. And all of us start at a place based on our first formation. So it's not a judgment thing. Oh, you're emotionally immature and I'm emotionally mature. No, it's where we start coming out of our families of origin. And we're all on this journey of growing. But but I like the idea that the more I grow in emotional maturity, the more wise I become. And the more capacity I develop to not just react when I get triggered, that leads me into sin. But also there's the implication that I can be angry about something and not react in a sinful way. And I believe that that comes back mostly to this idea of I get angry about injustice in the world. I get angry. Well, I get angry about injustice toward me also. So I'll go back to a story that I've shared with you before. It's in John chapter two, where Jesus clears out the temple. And he comes, and I believe that he gets angry at the injustice that's going on because they are selling things and taking advantage of poor people for them to be made right with God. And I think that's why Jesus gets angry. But Jesus doesn't turn over the tables of the temple in a rage, unthinking, and in a sinful way. Jesus is thoughtful in what he's doing. And he says, I want to make a statement. And I'm angry about this injustice. All right. I'm going forward. So one, one final thought around that is this. Uh, in, in our faith walking material, this, this has been really, really helpful for me. And it continues to be helpful for me is this idea of what do I need to do to get complete? Because I think that's what it means to be angry and to not sin. So if I react in an angry way and am sinful in it, I'm not thoughtful about it. And ultimately, I may spew all over someone, but I'm incomplete. But when I think about it, and I, I like the three questions that I ask uh, to get complete. Is there something that I need to say that I haven't said yet? So in order to get, get complete with my anger, I have to tell someone, hey, that is not okay with me, what you did. So is there something I need to say that I haven't said yet? The second question is, is there something I need to do that I haven't done yet? Uh, I need to have a hard conversation about that. Or, or maybe I just need, I need to forgive that person for that. 
The third question helps me also, and it's it's this. It's, is there something I need to consider that I haven't considered yet? And part of that for me is considering the fact that their, their anxiety got triggered, and that's why they behaved the way they did. Okay, well, I can have more understanding. And when I have more understanding, I can be calmer. And so it's just thinking about, okay, yeah, wow, I, I, I did this, and I did it un, totally unintentional. I wasn't intending to upset someone, but what I did upset them. Okay, well, why? Well, because something got triggered in them. Okay, well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean when they got angry and were sinful toward me that it was okay. I'm not implying that. It just means that I can understand it better. But when, when I can ask and answer those 30 questions and think deeply about them, it, it helps me to get angry but not to sin. Uh, the other thing that's helpful with me, I'm just going to add a fourth question. Uh, that's that's stirring in my head right now. And, and it's always to ask the question, what's my role in keeping this problem in place? Because I always have a role. And if I can get clear about that, if I can, if I can spend time in reflection and grow in my awareness, then again, here's what I want to say. It makes me wise. And when I'm wise, when I behave wisely, I'm slow to speak. And I can I can have anger and and know I'm angry, but not react in a what the scripture would describe as a sinful way. So what do you think about all that? Anything stirred up for you as we as we think about those couple of verses? The my role part. That's something I've really been pondering Mm -hmm. a lot this past month. Yeah, because I, I realized that when you when you tolerate when you tolerate certain things and let, and don't put those boundaries in place that people just become used to it and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll push and keep pushing and pushing and mm-hmm. until there's either an explosion or a complete cutoff, right. um, which is something I'm really having to work on because yeah. I, I'm just, I think I'm at zero tolerance for a lot of things, you know, just, just at, and, and and it was module six <laughs> it pushed me to a point of just like, no, this is not missional. I'm not living that missional, fully missional life that I would, would prefer to do. I'm spending way too much energy and time uh, dealing with resolve and, and I'm having to learn about my own anger. I didn't realize how much anger that I have been holding and internalizing. And I'm really have been practicing many steps, including meditation to help. I, I work through all that forgiveness and, and understand that because, okay, I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but like Laura said, disrespect, mine is disregard. I become extremely angry when I'm disregarded. Like I just don't even matter. I've just totally mm-hmm. forgotten. And, yeah. and I experience that quite often on a daily basis. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why does that bother me so bad? Cause even my son's like, mom, who cares what, you know, don't worry about it. But it's like, it's mm-hmm. to me, it's just blatant, I guess, disrespect as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I realized, I realized that that actually, what that goes back to is the not feeling good enough, not being worthy enough, not, um, mm-hmm. in, not being included, mm-hmm. you know, 
mm-hmm. all that. So I'm. Were you a middle having, child? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> I haven't started studying that, but I did read something about that. You mm-hmm. know, but I was also the responsible one. I had to take mm-hmm. care of everybody. Well, there's well. a country there's a country song that says why are you always angry all the time and hmm. my every time Kirby hears it that's what he thinks about and it's like man it's a rare moment to see me just having a really good day you know because I, I stay on guard all the time and yeah. so but in studying especially in the studies that I'm doing right now with naturopathy and healing and disease and dealing with my own illnesses mm-hmm. I'm realizing the connection so much and yeah. I want my, my goal is to be as healthy as possible and yeah. so this, well, and, this. and what I would say is an anxiety and anger impact our physical body. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that is, that's really good work. Thank you for sharing that, Brenda. Who else? What else could start here? Anything? Go, Jerry. Yeah. The, um, so the realization that anger is inevitable and the other realization that managing self recognition acknowledgement is uh, is hard work yeah. <laughs> and and no you know we are not born with the skills to recognize it manage it we aren't we're just not yeah yeah and so that hard work and those skills have to come from some place if indeed one wants to deal with it now there are you know many people feel very justified in their anger and the release of however they determine to release that anger right mm-hmm. and we see that day so much right you've you know politically we see it nationally we see it internationally yeah wouldn't it be an interesting exercise if the world said okay how do we how do we manage um our our anxiety just the recognition that we've got this anxiety and this anger Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, they never connect anxiety to anger. Mm -hmm. They know we know what anger is. And we think anxiety is just worry. Well, I'm not a worrier. Yeah, but you're anxious because there's a threat and you get angry as a result of your of the threat. Yeah. Uh, And so so here here's another question for everybody. And it's the question, what is the threat here? Mm. What am I being threatened by? If I'm being disrespected, what am I being threatened by? If I'm being disregarded, what am I being threatened by? Because I find, yeah, go ahead. Well, you bring up the the scenario of like driving and road rage. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even those small um, infractions, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if somebody speeds ahead of you and, you know, cuts you off kind of a thing mm-hmm. and you, you're indignant right. over such a thing, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then to stop and say, why, why do I feel so mm-hmm. 
indignant about this. Well, this person thought they were better than me or Mm -hmm. more important Mm -hmm. than me or their Mm -hmm. agenda was greater than mine. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's that it's silliness. It is. It's silliness. Right. Right. But we go there in our head. And I have been trying to teach myself to say, let him in. Let him go. Yeah. Right. Because I am enough. Right. I am, whether you cut me off or not, does not determine my value. Right. Exactly. And yet it's so hard. So there was tons of road construction on my trip to California. And and so here's the story that plays out in my head, Jared. So, So I get in the good people line. You know what I'm talking about? It's about to merge. Okay. And, and and so I get over early and I'm being a good citizen. I'm being polite. I'm honoring the rules and, and I get over and then some nut job wheels up at the last minute. Who's not a good person, not doing a good thing and, and whips in, in front of me. And, and I get all worked up about it because I'm being the good person. I'll do you one better, Ken. It doesn't even have to be toward me. Like, it doesn't have to be right in front of me. I get so angry when people break the rules. Like, when people, like, swarm past and, like, and I start, I'm, like, the self-righteous honker because I'm, like, how (laughs) dare they? Don't they know the rules of the road? And and, and when they, you know, cut right in front of me, like, you know, when you're trying to get from 610 to Houston people onto 45, and somebody inevitably literally goes in at the very last point way ahead of right. me right in front of me and i'm just like you know on my horn it's terrible i really got to work on that <laughs> i love i love uh the way you labeled that though angela that's that's also the self righteous honker <laughs> that's that's me too my son gets mad he's like mom you're going to get us killed yeah <laughs> and these days you might yeah, here, here's what I want to do. I want to go buy an old raggedy car or truck that's all bented up and dented, and and just be the the just bull my way. And when they when they try to come over, just say, "Come on over, just run right through it. Let's see what you how you like running into this old car." Because I don't care. I'm sticking my nose right in there. That's what I want to do. It's amazing <laughs> that we laugh about traffic anger, but it's like the quickest place a lot of people will actually experience and feel their anger like often I rep- I repress anger a lot I don't feel like I'm angry almost ever except on the road I'm, I really am deep down I'm quite sure but it comes out in different ways so it's helpful we laugh off traffic anger but it is a really good starting point for being aware of what's going yeah. on so, so, so I, if I, go ahead so yeah. I, uh, you know, obviously just moved to DC and my parents have been here. So I've been driving around and they're what I consider this now, this tank. Cause I'm so, I'm so used to driving this teeny tiny little car, but you know, this, you know, Ford Explorer tank. And I have to say, I've been the, I've been the cause of people's road rages, rage a couple of times this, the last few days, just because I don't know, actually know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, there's uh, one day in particular, I was in the wrong lane. I needed to go straight it was a left turn lane only. And so soon as the light changed, I gunned it and to get in front of the car next to me. And that car was so angry. You know, I was like, yeah. and from his perspective it was probably like, how dare you? Like, 
And in my perspective, I was like, I honestly was just trying to get over. I know you're going to be so pissed like the rest of the day, but it's just because there were five cars behind you. And if I didn't gun it, I wasn't going to get to go where I wanted to go. Right. So, uh, you know, there's, there's always, there's always, there's a lot of different stories and a lot of reasons why people Mm -hmm. may do the things they do. Mm -hmm. And it might not be the story that you've written for them. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. So, so with that, if if I could, and, and we'll wrap up with this, uh, come come back to that verse in Proverbs where, where it says, a fool does not think before he or she leash, unleashes his temper, but a wise person holds back, remains quiet, not stifling, not stuffing. So for me, I think the goal is the more I can increase my emotional maturity. And trust me, I have lots of room to increase my emotional maturity. The more patient I can become and the less things like that will bother me. I have a friend uh, that I play poker with on on my poker group. I don't know a whole lot about this guy. But there are times on the poker table when I react in anger at other people's anger. And he always will type into the chat and ask me this question. Why bother? Why bother? It's a great question. Because I'm I'm spending tons of emotional energy, you know, uh, and I just think the more wise I become, the less I'll be bothered. That's what I think. The more emotionally mature I become, the less I'll be bothered. And unfortunately, the process of growing to emotional maturity is slow. And as you've already identified, uh, Jerry, is hard, hard work. I want to have the tenacity and I want to have the patience to keep leaning in, keep doing the hard work so that I can become wise so that I can become more emotionally mature so that things won't bother me as much. That's my hope. Tammy, you're leaning in like you want to unmute and speak. Go for it. I was going to comment on your friend's comment, but then you brought it to such a great conclusion. It's not, it's probably not worth going back. Okay. Well, we can. to say why bothers to me suggests indifference mm-hmm. and you went mm-hmm. on to close that loop by saying no it's about wisdom you didn't use the word indifference but yeah yeah I no I, I like that yeah being indifferent not caring yeah is 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 a whole lot different than no I care yeah yeah uh, and and it, it's it's mostly the injustice that I care about, either toward me or toward one of my friends. That, and that's why I bother. But at the same time, it is a waste of time on a poker table where we're all online and, and nobody knows anybody really. Uh, to engage is just a waste of time. It's not going to do anything. So I get it. But I also... Yeah, I want to grow to the place. So maybe a better way to say it, Tammy, would be I want to grow to the place where where I still am upset by injustice, but I don't react. 
out of my own reactivity, but I more thoughtfully say or do whatever I need to do. Uh, and sometimes that's going to mean I choose conflict. So for me, that doesn't mean violence, okay? I'm, I'm not talking about violence, but sometimes I'm going to have to confront someone. And, and so the why bother is I bother because an injustice has been done, and I am going to stand for what is right. But I'm, gonna, but I'm not going to get into a big heated argument about it and become reactive. And to be honest, I'm not there yet. I can't do that. It strikes me that an online poker game is a pretty good place to be practicing this stuff. Well, it is. It is. I, uh, in all honesty, I get tons of practice. For more information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. We want to remind you that faith walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider donating today at faithwalking.com. Visit our site for more workshops and courses available online. Thank you for listening.